Unexpected Joys by Kimberly Lynch. My oldest son was born six days after we had arrived at our new home, an eight-hour drive from our friends and family, with all our belongings crammed into a Chrysler minivan and U-Haul truck. We thought we would have two to three weeks to settle in before our new bundle would arrive, but my water broke first thing on the Monday morning after we had moved in. My hospital bag was packed and sat ready to go in my closet, right next to the other boxes of clothes that would have to wait to be opened later. Apparently, the little guy just wanted to see what all the commotion was about. He was the kind of baby who slept so soundly in his swaddling blanket that he needed to be gently woken up to nurse. He fit so perfectly snug in the crook of my arm and simply allowed himself to be carried around like a football. He was a dream baby, and I appreciated his temperament all the more after having had twin infants less than two years prior. His older twin sisters were honing in on their second birthday, and boy, were they a handful. They would run in polar opposite directions on the playground. One determined to climb a dangerously high structure, while the other one would giggle as she bolted for the woods in a game of chase. When my husband brought them into the hospital room to meet their new brother, I definitely acquired a few new gray hairs as they curiously tugged on monitor wires and loudly opened and shut cabinet doors. We made the move for my husband's new job, and thankfully, his new co-workers showed up on our new doorstep during the next few weeks with meals and helpful information about our new town. Most of the conversations included sentiments of solidarity, both nostalgic and sympathetic tones in their voice. I remember those days, and if there's anything at all that you need, became predictable but welcome phrases. One particular comment, however, threw me off guard and puzzled me. It was from a gentleman whose children were now grown. Ah, you're just about to hit it. The best stage, ages two through six. It's my favorite. I smiled politely and thanked him for the advice, but shook my head in disbelief after he left. Really? Ages two through six? The years of potty training mishaps and messy crafting, of picky eating and tantrums that have yet to be outgrown? And with my experience with the twins, who were as sweet and cute as much as they were exhausting to herd, I dismissed the stranger's words as someone who had been out of the trenches long enough to forget the diaper failures, the car seat wranglings, and defiant nap time battles, while still holding on to the sweet memories of snuggles at story time. As we settled into our new surroundings and adjusted to life with three littles, we slowly discovered daily and weekly routines that worked for us. When one woman asked in earnest how I survived each day with so many little ones, I would truthfully answer, I only need to make it to 11 a.m. Because after 11, everything was ordered and predictable. By 11, we started to get ready for lunch. After lunch, we settled in for nap time, or quiet time at least. After nap, we would have a snack and play a little bit more. Then it was time to get ready for dinner. After dinner, bath time. After baths, bed. The predictability and routine felt safe and comforting during a season of life that encompassed so much discovery and wonder in the big wide world. When the girls turned three, we enrolled them in a preschool program two days a week for barely three hours a day, enough time for them to get some peer socialization and for me to catch a breath and enjoy some time with my son. When we didn't have preschool, I made a weekly plan of at least one park day, a library day, and a chocolate chip cookie baking day. The schedule kept me sane. It was a season of life that was exhausting and demanded superior patience. 
a season where I had to say no to a lot of my own projects and desires, a season where we were limited by my children's stamina, mobility, and their ability to process it all. But the grace in all of this was the simplicity. Parenting two preschoolers and a baby certainly wasn't simple in the sense of easy, but our daily activities and subsequent joys did lack a complexity that adults tend to carry in their daily living. If we passed a farm on the road, shrieks of delight exclaimed, tractor, cows, getting stuck behind a school bus or at a railroad crossing kindled their fascination, and I'd cease to perceive such delays as inconveniences. I can't say I long for those tender preschool years, but I do look back nostalgically to the time when the order of the day was playing with blocks, spending an hour on the playground, and creating an unrecognizable craft with cotton balls, glue, and construction paper. One day after church, and after a particularly draining morning of mischief in the pews, we were chatting with a woman whose sons were in high school and college. As she observed our wiggly children, she noted, Ah, you're almost at the sweet spot, ages 7 through 11. It's the best stage. I nodded my head, knowing there most certainly would be aspects of that stage we could look forward to. But I also knew there would inevitably be challenging moments as well. I'm learning that I may one day look back and prefer a particular stage, but I can't expect any one stage of life to be perfect. These days, I'm soaking up all the treasures that come from seeing my children blossom in elementary school as we celebrate new milestones, like the ability to ride a bike, read a book, and swim without arm floaties. After so many days of being stuck in the driveway among tricycles and giant push toys, we can now go on bike rides and longer hikes together. Yet the school age years have brought friendship, drama, homework challenges, and busier schedules. Their childhood has become just a little more complicated, and I sigh knowing it will continue in that direction as they grow and mature. I'm not quite ready to announce, ah, the preschool years, those were the days, because my memory still contains images of frustrating moments and seemingly never-ending neediness. However, I am beginning to understand what that gentleman so fondly remembers, I miss hearing those mispronounced words and seeing those sweet smiles full of baby teeth. I suppose the best thing for now is to absorb the precious moments and shrug off the challenging ones. If I want to experience joy in parenting, I'll have to keep my eyes open and my heart soft because unexpected joys happen in every stage of this crazy ride. Kimberly, thank you so much for sharing this piece with our community. You're welcome. I am just grateful to have this opportunity to get to know you a little bit. And I'd love for you to share just a a snapshot of where your family is at right now with the ages of your kids and maybe where you live. Sure. So we now have six kids. Um, The twins are nine and our youngest just turned one about uh, Mm. two months ago. So um, we're still very busy and active. And we moved a second time, actually. Um, We now live in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I would love to ask you a couple questions. Uh, One would be, if you could talk to yourself as a younger mom, what would you say to her? Um, I I would definitely tell her to 
relax about everyone's opinion. Um, <laughs> I think people, and, it, and it, I think they're well-intentioned, but people love to give advice. And um, for me, at least, it can become overwhelming really quickly. Like I should mm-hmm. be doing this and I should be doing that. There's a lot of great advice out there, uh, but you have to kind of pick and choose what works for your family. Otherwise, otherwise you feel like you're failing. Yeah, no, that's so wise. And I definitely agree. I think one of the things that took me a while to figure out was a, a high value for me is just helping moms discover their own intuition and their own, be confident in making their own decisions, like what is best for them personally and their family, because we all have different makeups. We have different <laughs> challenges and different personalities in our home. So I very much love that bit of wisdom. Yeah, every family's different and you have to really be in tune to what your family needs. In what ways have you grown or changed as your kids have grown? Uh, I definitely, with the, with the younger kids now, um, things are, I'm not as uptight about certain things as I used to be. Um, yeah. And uh, as the older kids get older, I'm learning to let them be a little more independent. And that was hard because for so long I was doing everything for everybody. And then it got to a point where I was like, no, they're old enough to do that. They're old enough to clean up their dishes after themselves. But you just get so trained when you're in yeah. you know, the little stage. For you sure. have to tell yourself, no, they can do it. Yeah. And building them towards self-confidence and independence in all the things that they will need to know when they no longer live at your house. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, that is how I at least pacify my feelings of mom guilt when I haven't handled certain things. I'm like, no, they can do that. They really can. And they, yeah. they should be building these skills while they still have some guidance and encouragement. Right. Exactly. Well, what would you say is the best and worst or either one? advice you have gotten about parenting? Um, so I, I have, my grandmother lives in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad is from Switzerland and married an American girl. And so that's how we ended up here. But we went to visit her a couple years ago. And um, at the time the twins were four and then my son was turning three while he was there. Mm-hmm. And then we had a one-year-old. So it was really an exhausting trip. And my grandmother had um, an in-law apartment so she kind of let us lay low for the first couple of days while we adjusted to jet lag. Yeah. And um, yeah. she had dinner for us one night and the kids, you know, ate really quickly and then like bolted into the living room because there was a TV and they were like, watch a show. And my husband and I immediately knee jerk reaction. were like, no, 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 come back. You need to sit. That's impolite. You need to, mm-hmm. you know, ask to be excused. And she actually, she tisked us for a little bit. She goes, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said in German, sie sind doch Kinder, which is um, basically means they're, they're kids. Yeah. Um, and she had nine children of her own. So I, I just kind of looked at her. I was like, she's really wise and she's not letting them, you know, just do whatever they want. But she was reminding me gently that have expectations that are reasonable. Yeah. Um, so I, I always, when I get frustrated with my children at times, I just remember Rosie saying, <laughs> and um, have more of a forgiving heart. Mm, that's wonderful. Thanks for sharing that story about your grandma. And um, I'd love to know 
you guys are possibly in the shelter in place mode, like many of us are right now. And so I know for some people, that means they're watching more shows or movies. I'd love to know if you've been watching anything that has been enjoyable. Um, well, as a family or, or just me individually, either one, any one, um, I actually really like Madam Secretary. We don't have mm-hmm. cable, but, um, I do binge watch on Netflix from time to time. <laughs> yeah. And that is one of my favorites. Yes. Yeah. My husband is, um, has a master's in theology. And so I kind of think of, um, he, he reminds me of the husband from Madam Secretary. Yeah. And, um, once upon a time, I thought I would work for the federal government and um, save the world or become a spy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just manage my house full of children in Virginia. That's great. Yeah, I don't watch much TV, but Madam Secretary is a series that we have watched from start to finish. And I do just really love the characters and the. Um, I love that it has a lot of um, story development and there's just a lot of nuanced things about it. I think that the writing is really good and um, it's also not too much for my sensitive heart. Like there's still intrigue and drama and stuff going on, but um, I never felt like, oh, I can't sleep tonight after watching that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing and thanks for your time today. Yeah, my pleasure.